Welcome to Through the Wire. Through the Wire. Today's episode, we have a lot, and I mean a lot of trade rumors to talk about since Thursday is the trade deadline. We have John Moran versus Iggy versus Steph Curry versus versus everybody, and plenty, plenty more on today's episode. But with the trade deadline just being here in a few days, uh, Shams and Woj are doing a lot of work, and Chris Haynes just, we ain't got nothing official just yet, but a ton, a ton of rumors. Anybody got their favorite rumor? Mm, I think the Luke Kennard one to the Suns is could be a, a big one, just because I think that Luke Kennard is facing the floor with Devin Booker, and also he provides some playmaking as well for the wing spot. That's funny that Mike mentioned that, because this is where um, shit get crazy, because I was asleep, mm-hmm. um, and I woke up this morning, and I had a text from my aunt. It was like at 2 o'clock in the morning, Javon's mom. And she uh, had the screenshots of Woj, and she was asking for information about Detroit. She like, nephew, you know, I don't know nothing about these teams. Right. What, what, what is this? What, what it mm-hmm. is? And that's like, this, this, this is what it is. This is how it is. Let's now. just the family shit involved. Uh, this is how it feels to be a family member of a person that could be traded at the trade deadline. I had to. I'm not going to expose what we talked about in the details, but it was very. It's sur- kind of unfortunate. Surreal. and yeah, unfortunate because yeah. it's just like. But that's that's a hard rebuild if that trade happens. If they're trading a twenty three year old and, and getting back those pieces, and then, I mean, Javon was there with the Grizzlies that was last year yep. where they weren't very good, and now he's on a Suns team that's competing. You know, he's getting PT every once in a while. He's and had then, moments too. Yeah. But if he goes to Detroit, maybe he fucks around and end up being a starting guard. You yeah. know, so it could be a blessing. That, it could that be a blessing. was part of the conversation with that. Maybe it's some more opportunity there, but. The Luke Kennard one is like the one that's kind of the real one because we already know what will be going back. Yeah. I don't know what's the holdup because it's, conf- it's, it's, it's very confusing to me. I don't understand it. Maybe it's something that we don't know about with Luke Kennard. Um, but I just think Detroit has some stuff where I get the Andre Drummond and Derrick Rose potentially being traded. But I think if you trade those guys and just get young assets, whether it's some picks, future picks, or some other young players like Javon or whatever. Um, and you pair those with like Luke Kennard and Sekou, um, you know, and they've had some 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 moments from uh, guys like Sfee, Bobby mm-hmm. Brown. I'm not saying they're guys that you're going to create mm-hmm. a whole core around, but they're they're cool pieces, and you could potentially have you know a lottery pick this year. Um, it's weird that you would trade Kennard. Right. I, yeah. I thought he would be part of. You know, they're playing to rebuild. Yeah, and I think it has a lot to do with the injury. Like, it's it's something going on. He has struggled with his injuries throughout mm-hmm. his NBA career so far. It might be more than we know, you know, because even the, the trade piece that they're getting back is nothing extravagant. They're not no. selling high those on Luke Kennard. Yeah, they might move on from those pieces. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that's the only downside I can think of, because this year he's been pretty good when he's on the court. Yes, it's yes. just about him being on the court. So they'll potentially trade their pros, Luke Kennard, of uh, Andre Drummond doesn't seem uh, there's not much traction or information that we know, but of course anything can happen in the next yep. 48 hours. Yeah. Um, and if he's not traded now, I guess he'll walk in free agency. I don't know. Are they going to mysteriously bring him back? And we don't know. Like, yeah, I don't I hope, know. I hope that they don't do something so like that. They could potentially just have nothing and just, just I don't know. Um, and then you got Clint Capella, um, mm-hmm. the Hawks, and the Celtics have been the two teams there. Mm-hmm. We had a deal. Uh, with him and Robert Covington that was supposedly there, but it didn't happen for whatever because, reason. Because of the Warriors. Um, the Atlanta Hawks remain possible landing spot for Clint Capella. Mm-hmm. The Rockets are pursuing first-round picks to flip into a deal um, for a wing player and another center. And then Robert Covington and Iguodala were <laughs> among the uh, the uh, 
targets for them. Mm-hmm. And the deal that happened was, yeah, like like this, like Contreras said, the Warriors wasn't feeling it, but the uh, the Timberwolves wanted to. I'm trying to bring up the exact yes. one just so because I remember it, it was Kevin O'Connor that had it. Um, basically, what it was what it was saying is that it was going to be a three team trade because of the contracts involved, which we would have loved. The first trade of like the trade three teams, yes, I yeah. It. And then it had like picks going back to Minnesota, and they were going to try to use those picks in the D'Angelo Russell trade, but the Warriors weren't feeling it, which makes sense. I don't understand yeah. the idea of trading D'Angelo Russell at this moment, but that's just me. Maybe I'm maybe I'm in a minority. Yeah, yeah. A three team. I, I don't think deal, it makes any sense to trade him now. A three way deal was uh, discussed to send Covington to Houston, mm-hmm. Capella to Atlanta, and picks to Minnesota. The Wolves hope to flip assets for D'Angelo Russell, but Golden State denied their offer. Talks have stalled. Exactly. So, I just, I really don't see D'Angelo Russell in trade. I mean, it would be cool for the league just because that will be like the biggest name being traded because he's he's such a good player. But it just makes sense to figure out what team has what picks this offseason. See how Steph Curry and him can potentially play together when Steph's supposed to come back next month. Before you make any big decisions, because this is a big decision because of how valuable a player like D'Angelo Russell is, because he is young and because he's already been an all star, it doesn't make sense to trade him mm-hmm. on Thursday when you can just wait until the offseason to do it. The same thing with Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. And when they found out, you know, what pick was what, that fourth pick was a lot more valuable. And they were able to, you know, make that trade more comfortably, especially because you just eliminate your chance if you make that trade early. Yes. And I think that's just the biggest thing when, you know, taking on that. Yeah. Yeah, DeAndre Russell's still, like, extremely valuable. And he's um he's an all-star. And we haven't seen him and Steph jail together. And then Clay hasn't played. So why not? Why rush it now when you can have something special? Because all three of them can play together. You say yeah. Andrew, Andrew Wiggins would have to be in that trade, right? Uh, I, I don't know if he has to. but I don't know. Maybe that's the reason they declined it because they didn't want Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> They said they were dangling it. Like. I know with us, the Knicks, the other team that they because it was only the Knicks and the Timberwolves, and I think it's mainly because D'Angelo Russell does as good as a player as he is, mm-hmm. and the potential that is there with him, he is thirty million dollars over the next yeah. three years, mm-hmm. and everybody doesn't have that or have the, the want picks. I mean, not the picks, but the uh, <clears throat> the contracts to match or whatever. And a lot of people, I'm not sure if a lot of people are sold that they want. D'Angelo for a thirty million dollar price tag. Right. Um, now you call that crazy if you want. Some people is a no brainer. Some people I don't know, but that, that's just what it is. I, from us, they wanted Mitchell Robinson and some type of first round pick because we have future stuff, mm-hmm. which is understandable because they that Mitchell Robinson yeah. is the type of center that they've kind of been looking for and wanting, and I think he would thrive in that Golden State thing. While all he would have to do is protect the rim, rim run. And set screens and Clay, Steph, and them would just thrive off of that. Um, but yeah, I was conf- I was confused too because you would think the off season would be a perfect time, but I, I guess they probably figured that a lot of teams get desperate right now. Maybe the Timberwolves come up with something that's just super super crazy. Where they get like four or five first yeah, round picks. Who did, uh, the, the, the Houston Rockets, Rockets did it with Jimmy. Jimmy, yeah. yeah so. <laughs> And then the Timberwolves turned it down. The Timberwolves are terrible. And they could now use, they would have been able to use those picks now to go get his ass. Yep. Ain't that crazy? Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, as a Knicks fan, I would I would love D'Angelo Russell, but mm-hmm. you know, it's the Knicks, and when you acquire somebody like that for thirty million dollars, you're gonna have to you know rely on that front office to make the proper moves yeah. after that. And the trade I saw, Knicks. the Knicks offered didn't even include a first round pick; it was a second. <laughs> it was like Frank Nealakina, Bobby Portis in a second, and Alonzo Trier, and Alonzo Trier, yeah, yeah. Which is, <clears throat> if I'm the Warriors, I, I would decline. That yeah, I don't see well. the value in that for them, especially since like Kevin Knox is also in that trade. 
what I think about what they would need once if they were to trade D'Angelo Russell right now, mm-hmm. they would need like a, a, a good center because right now they don't really have one when Steph Curry and Klay Thompson comes back or just like a, a three and D wing like Harrison yeah. Barnes was five, six years ago. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I would do if I was them. <laughs> and and I, they have a smart general manager up there with the Warriors. So whatever deal they end up deciding on, whether it be Thursday or the offseason, I'm pretty confident that's going to end up looking good for them when Steph Curry and Clay comes back. And I think yeah. that's the main thing, too, is that it, when you have those type of guys to lean on, Steph and Clay, it's almost like you can't fuck this up. Yeah. Because as if you keep you D-Lo, just valuable pieces that can help them in the long run, you, you will be fine. Because even if you keep D-Lo, he's surrounded by them. Yeah. And it's like if you do trade him and you were to get like a center, like a Mitchell Robinson or like a wing player like you mentioned, it, would, it wouldn't look as bad because they have those guys that they're relying on. Um yeah, I, I totally understood why they want Mitchell, why they wanted Mitchell Robinson, but I also understood why the Knicks put that initial offer out because that's how you trade. You just don't throw a, a blowing away offer initially. What bothers you me the most the about this time of the year is the fan putting together their yeah. trade, their ideal trade, and we like, bro. I can see what team you're a fan of by clicking your trade machine trade. Yes. I can just see it. I can see it right up front. You you don't want to give up this piece to get that piece. You have to give to take. And yeah. it's just, it just blows my mind, my mentions right man. now. That's the Drake song. Yeah, like I was reading the comments of the Woj tweet about Clint, and people were saying that they wouldn't give up Tice for Clint. And I was like, <laughs> no, the Knicks fans are the same way. Knicks fans are like, wait, wait we would have to give up Frank to get D'Angelo Russell? <laughs> <laughs> like, we all love Frank, but damn. Like, yeah, he's cool and I might be willing to give up Mitchell Robinson. Yeah, Clint, <laughs> Clint Capella is better than Tice anyway. By a ton, honestly. <laughs> and also, that's a good point just about the fan stuff, though. Like, yeah, around this time, as much as I love fan interaction and I reply and we all show love and reply and interact, when it comes to the trade stuff, I'm just not a person that's probably going to interact with it as much unless something happens and we have some small dialogue. But every time I retweet somebody that's like D'Angelo Ru- the Knicks have an interest in D'Angelo Russell, I retweet. Then up here comes all their fans. But what would they give? What would they? I don't know. I'm not inside source. <laughs> and I don't really want to spend my time just formulating these false-ass trades that that just won't happen. And then we're going to put all of this energy into some shit that's just not even going to formulate because he's probably not even going to come. So it's like we spent 30, 45 minutes on Twitter using our brain cells, giving ourselves headaches to match money <laughs> on a trade that's probably not even going to happen. Yeah. Um, like- the other <clears throat> The other one was... The Knicks and Hornets had, had trade talks regarding Julius Randle. Mm-hmm. Um, the Heat have now uh, inquired about Iggy. And, Iggy. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's an easy trade for them to do um, because, again, Iggy's not playing for the Grizzlies. Like, you would need some draft capital going back, and you could throw in, like, Dion Waiters because they got those big old contracts on the books, and I think it just maxes up perfectly. And I think Iggy would fit kind of good with that team, especially yeah. the way they play defense and they play zone. I think Iggy would just thrive in that zone. De- uh, D'Angelo Russell, Drew Holiday teams are now starting to call again about Drew Holiday. I know the Nuggets contacted mm-hmm. the uh, Pelicans. The Heat also have made a phone call. I saw that playoff teams were contacting about Zach Levine. Really? Yeah. Okay. So, what are the sources though? I don't. <laughs> it was the Chicago Bulls like Twitter. They tweeted that. Ah, uh, that that don't make sense. What do you mean? The Chicago Bulls Twitter, the Chicago Bulls saying that yeah, like, people are calling about Zach Levine. All, 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 <laughs> that don't make sense. All of my sources come from our network. If if it, I go Bleacher Report, 
House mm-hmm. of Highlights, and that's that. Because I definitely see this is the time of the year also where people are going to make those fake old accounts, which is annoying as hell. <laughs> and you're going to have the. I'm more concerned about sources. you saying the official Bulls Twitter is like. I, I'm pretty sure it was the Bulls Twitter, or either it was the Bulls Talk Twitter. That one. Bulls Talk, oh, Twitter, Bulls talk real, Twitter is not associated with the Bulls. It's just it some it's fans. It's verified. I thought it was. No, it's not the bull. It's like NBC <laughs> has says verified. has like fans that run that Twitter oh, account. Okay, and and because I'll, I'll take in Zach Levine right now. And there's it's people like talking about like snub steals. <laughs> Still talking about snubs. Come yeah, on. I see. Come Zach on, Levine will participate in three, three point, point shootout. Yeah. Oh, Zach Lowe. Teams have called the Bulls about Zach. Levine. Oh, it's from Zach Lowe. See, I, 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 yeah. I trust Zach Lowe. No, I didn't, I didn't remember. say I, I, I trust just him. Joking, I'm just joking. It's just I'm like joking. when you say it's coming from the Bulls. Let me see that tweet. Uh, I know teams have called Bulls about Zach Levine recently. Good teams. The Bulls are typically throw the phone out the window when people call about Zach Levine. Just don't even bother. I assume that that is still their stance in part because Wendell Carter Jr. is injured. Mm-hmm. Marketing's injured. Porter's injured. You traded Jimmy Butler in a defining pivot of your franchise what, three years ago now? If you trade Zach Levine for picks, that's a hard sell t- for your fans, Facts. especially after you've promoted Zach Levine's all-star candidacy. candidacy. Um, shockingly, the Bulls say very little reporters about their plans. That said, it doesn't take a genius or even a reporter to um, ascertain that nobody should be untouchable on this roster in the most disappointing of seasons. Do I think Zach Levine or Laurie Marketing will be traded? No. Should the Bulls listen to any and all offers for those players? Facts. They, they should. Absolutely. No, yeah. Nobody's untouchable. Nobody in the league. Ah, most people are not untouchable. Let's just say that. <laughs> you should definitely pick up the phone and just not hang up immediately. Trade machine from a, from a random fan. I type in Zach Levine, and here's the trade offer that somebody drew up. Uh, Joel Embiid coming to Chicago <laughs> for Thaddeus Young, Laurie Marketing, and Wendell Carter. Somebody tweeted that to me. It's just similar. He why would like the build, 76ers do that? Hashtag Bill with being. <laughs> <laughs> like, why would the 76ers Yo, legitimately do that? Pivot because what I was going to ask y'all was, when y'all look at the standings, I don't know if y'all have to. Mm-hmm. If you need to, go ahead because I'm about to type it in as well. Um, what teams do you look at and you say, even if you haven't heard anything, but you think in your mind this team has to make a move. And the reason I say it's a great pivot because my team is the 76ers. Mm-hmm. After last night, you know, losing to a team like the the Heat um, by 31, it, it, they, that's the third in a row that they've lost. Mm-hmm. Um, that was embarrassing. It's year. embarrassing. And I know I, I get it. It's, this is that type of league where you can get your ass kicked by on any given night. But it's like certain it's certain things with that game that just they should have came out and played a lot more better with. When you talk about a guy like uh, Tobias Harris, he should have added motivation going against Jimmy Butler, showing them that they made the right decision. I think the fact that y'all are going against Jimmy Butler, the standings are a little more, more closer because the heat was blazing. Yeah, they yep. kind of come down a little bit to reality. I mean, they still seven and three in the last mm-hmm. ten, but not too long ago we were talking about being, them being five and five in the last. They were 10. the second seed, and then they, yeah, they had they lost to the Knicks bit. too. It's like right, so they came a little closer in the standings to the seventy sixers, and now you can build some ground. But it's like every time they get that close, they can't make that jump over the Pacers to even get that close to the Heat. And if you lose them by thirty one to the Heat in that type of fashion, and it wasn't because y'all was just missing shots, they really had a defense <laughs> that. Just stop, y'all. I Clamp saw a possession where Joel and B posting up, Ben Simmons posted up, Tobias Harris is in the ISO, and then he goes into his ISO into posting up. Mm-hmm. And like literally, nobody was guarding the three point line. Everybody was inside the paint, packing the paint, stopping lanes for Zach, clogging up the paint, building up walls for Joel and B, and it just looked atrocious. And the only two three point shot guys they had out there behind the arc on this particular play was Shake Milton and Al Horford. Mm-hmm. So it's like when you think about that, this is a team y'all potentially will play in the first round because they're six. 
and the Heat are fourth. So if they do jump over the Pacers, mm-hmm. this would be a five. four five matchup. Yeah, and this, I mean the Heat matchup with the Philly is just it's already at a disadvantage for Philly just because the they play defense so well, especially yep. in that zone. You yep. know, if they're packing the paint and the Philly can't knock down shots or even just execute their offense, mm-hmm. right? They're going to be slowed down. Well, yeah, when teams play zones, you got to shoot them out of it. And I don't think Philly could shoot Miami out of a zone. Last night, 5 of 17. That's Tobias Harris and Al Horford together. And you're paying them like $60 million. Six right. points, right? Uh, yes, both of them had six points. That's $60 million a year you're throwing at these two players to just not really show up. And uh, uh, at the end of the day, it's not a super meaningful game, but it, it means something when your team is going against, you know, those mm-hmm. other playoff teams. that Like, there, there's a low-key rivalry between these fans because Jimmy Butler left the 76ers to go here. I remember when, I mean, you see him a bunch on Twitter now where fans were talking shit about Jimmy Butler. Like, well, I'm, I'm, I hope that you're happy with winning 41 games a year for the rest of your career. Now he's on his team. And now he's on a team that's better than your team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he just, it just punched y'all in the mouth with, with 38 points, and he was feeling like Luka out there apparently even though he, he didn't really assist anything, <laughs> but he felt like Luca. Uh, I'm worried about that. Um, damn, the 76 is for the future just because of all the money they got wrapped up in. Al Horford, Tobias. And, That's what he was just saying. Yeah, yeah. I feel like in the future, in the future this, is, this team is going to be pretty bad. You got to think about Al Horford. He's not playing very good this year, yep. and maybe this could be regression. This could be him learning a new system, whatever. But if it is regression – you're paying this man a lot of money for the next four years unless you, you get a team. No one's going to take that contract. If they do take that contract, you're not getting anything in return that's going to help you win a championship like they're trying to do. So it's like Elton Brand, bro. So right now, it's it's early. It's, it's very early, but it seemed like the moves that Elton Brand has been doing, it's just like, ugh, that's, it's tough. I'm going to come out and say it, bro. I will. I, I root and hold. I love duos. Partly because I grew up on Shaq and Kobe, mm-hmm. and I, I like the idea, especially when it's guard center. I love that type of duo. Yeah, the only thing better than that type of duo is like guard guard, like a killer backcourt. But we haven't really seen a killer backcourt like when Clay and Steph were good, but like Durant really put them over the top, and that's just good. I'm talking about like if CJ and Dame just win the playoffs and both average forty, mm-hmm. that would be some shit. We ain't really seen that type of shit yet, but. I root for. I would love to see this duo work, but it's just that's what I, to me. That's just what it is. Mm-hmm. They're one and four since Joel has been. I mean, one and three since Joel has been back, and him and Ben Simmons just they've been they've had some cool games. But, but you, like when you look at like the plus might like all, all every game since <laughs> Joel has been back. Mm-hmm. Ben has had a negative plus minus negative four, negative thirteen, negative sixteen. Where negative would they 31. just trade him though? Um, same thing with Joel. Well, He's Joel negative Embiid. 16 last night, negative 25. In the long run? One of them. One of them. One of them. Somebody, it clearly can't they clear. made, like, just like a, a splash out of the out of nowhere? I don't know. What if they traded? So you trade Joel Embiid and, I don't know, some surrounding players to the Spurs for LaMarcus Aldridge, Torian Prince, not Torian Prince, oh DeMarco Carroll, and Marco oh Bellamy. Who the hell are you? Oh my God! You get veteran pieces that can help you win a championship. I don't know, Mike. I think you can get a lot more than those players. I mean, you gonna get picks involved with it too. Lamarcus, uh, you can uh, get a lot more. Bellinelli, you can get a lot more. What are you about to say, Derek? I, 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 I don't know. I was just about to say, like, 
he shoots the three, but he's not going to provide a lot of space. If, if like, I was going to say, posts up a lot. I mean, to be honest, he would come off the bench if, if he's. Oh, oh hell, Marcus no. Aldridge. Lamarcus gonna, Aldridge. Yeah, he's going to come off the bench. Yeah, behind who? But who? But who on that roster? Yo, listen, but who's listen, starting listen, at four? Listen, wait, wait, wait. Listen, we need more segments where Mike put on his because this is your time. Who's starting at the four then? They can work it out, but either way, they just they created more dust. You're asking, and now they have Ben Simmons as their perennial piece. You're going to ask one of the best power fours in the league to just come off the bench. This is what I would say. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is what I would say. You can get a much more better deal than that for much more better pieces than that. So, I you can you can you, when you make that trade for Joel Embiid, the good thing about the Sixers is they don't have to trade for his position because you can slide Horford down to five, and you yep. can play the same basketball we just seen them play without Hor- without uh, Joel Embiid. Has Horford been what we saw with the Celtics? No, but I, he's still a guy that just does certain things on the court that won't show up in a box score, so he still will have value playing with a guy like Ben Simmons, which is why they was able to play so good. Wow, Joel Joel Embiid missed t- missed that time. So you, I would try to go get somebody that's a killer. Mm-hmm. I would try to go get like a guard or a wing that's a straight up killer that can give me buckets, they can score, they can do, do some defending. Because we also have to remember that Josh Richardson is going to come back. So if you can put somebody, that's why, like, of course, you're not going to do a trade with like Zach Levine for Joel Embiid, but like a two guard that can come in, get his own thing, that can play without the ball next to Ben Simmons, and you can get some more pieces that's just going to fill out and give you depth. I think that would be good. But that's, that's what I think Philly needs most is just the depth. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think because if they don't make the trade, they need to bring in some type of depth that's just going to strengthen that bench when the the playoffs. I, I would like I'd to see a killer next to Ben Simmons. What team would sell their shooting guard right now? Nobody right now. Yeah. So that's why I think a Joel and B trade would definitely. If it's going to happen, it will happen after the season when they see yeah, him in the playoffs. It's definitely yeah. not going to happen right this now. Is, this has to be their last year, though. But that's that's all I'm saying to, to, being the, such an open to the fans field. of Philadelphia is that like after this run mm-hmm. and this chance, I think it's time to start. Coming to terms with the realistic, you know, mindset that this team could not have this duo in upcoming years, and it's time to look at that. Mm-hmm. I don't think that a trade. You're not going to trade either one right now. That's, that's no. a fact. That's not going to happen. But I think the chances and the, the mm-hmm. let's try this has to be coming to something, especially with, after a first round exit. If they yeah, have one with that stretch, with Joel and B was down and Ben Simmons was hooping, I think that's like the things to come with his aggressiveness. Just when the floor opens up, and it's more just based on him. I think it's based outside of Ben Simmons as well. I think yeah, Ben Simmons has been a lot more aggressive when Joel and B was out, but I think Tobias Harris was too. Yep, mm-hmm. I think he was a lot more aggressive and a lot more successful. See, he was not having no six point games. When that was happening, and I think they feel like they have to defer to him. I defer probably, but I mean he's definitely their their best player, yeah, so they, best yeah. player. they have to run plays for him and get him involved. Definitely, that's and that's how even when we play with you, we feel like we have to get you involved. It's not because we don't feel confident in ourselves, but yeah, like look at these last four games. Zero has been back. He had six points last night, ten before that, mm-hmm. twenty one, then fourteen, and then the game before that, he had twenty nine. I don't think Joel and B played in that game. Yeah, he didn't play in that game. They won by seventeen. He had twenty nine points. 34 points. So, you know, I think it's it's more than just uh, Ben Simmons' aggression, too, which we always focus on how Ben Simmons does without Joel Embiid, but a lot of the other players, too. And it's not because Joel Embiid is a bad player. I no, just think no. that it fit. It's all yeah. about fit when it comes to NBA. You can put as many clog, as many names you want, but it's about that fit, bro. And Embiid doesn't provide the spacing, so, which is why Tobias Harris strives as well. He can post up in the mid-range. There's not another defender coming and help. 
Is there another team? That was my team. Is there a team in Charlotte? The only yeah. other team I can think of is the Wolves. We talked with them in the last three episodes of them being terrible. And they're they're trying to do stuff. It's just like right now it seems very unrealistic that they'll end up with D'Angelo Russell unless the team is really willing to help them because it's going to take a third team to get them there because yeah. they need more assets. Mm-hmm. Um, but that would be the team. Like I'm like, blow all that shit up. If the Celtics could scratch, somehow get Clint, I would like that deal. You said who? The Celtics. Celtics to get Clint. Mm-hmm. It would give them a legit rim protector, a good roller. I think it would fit well. I just, I'm just curious to see what they would have to give up. Mm-hmm. I forget how young he is sometimes. Twenty five yeah, years facts. old. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I didn't know he was that young. And then you, y'all guys seen the the trade that was rejected for him when they sent to Brooklyn? It was Clint Capella for I think Jared, Jared Allen and Torian Prince. Yeah, I saw that as well. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, I to be honest, that. I don't hate that the, trade. The centers I don't that kind of go it. around: Clint Capella, Andre Drummond, Tristan Thompson's in trade. So, like a lot of these centers are just so similar. Like just yeah. the rebounding centers. We like, were talking about this yesterday. Yeah. We're like, I think the center is the easiest I mean, position to replace, and I yeah. think the Rockets realize that too when they're playing fucking six five guys at center, mm-hmm. and it's working because they can get to do this seven foot, and maybe he only plays fifteen twenty minutes just to get his rebound in moments when you need him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and if, yeah, if, we definitely talked about that. If it ain't like a top five center in the league, he's pretty replaceable at that point it really is uh yeah i asked them i don't know were you there i don't think he was yeah i I was asking them would they if if you had to get d'angelo russell but you had to give up oh yeah i was i was okay yeah and that was a good point like yeah mitchell robinson as good as he is and as cool as he is and you like him but he is a guy that you look at and be like you can go get another center like yeah and you're not gonna get another d'angelo russell just laying around it's it's only like what it's Jokic, cat and like mb Uh, like Rudy Gobert Rudy I would put up there too um, Shit I might be willing To put Sabonis up there Sabonis is doing some shit That every single He is special on. Bam is on his yeah, way to Bam, Bam, Bam is on But like Outside it always like Five or six mm-hmm. A lot of these other guys Are kind of like I can't wait till we get to the point Where we're ranking players At the end of the season Because there's so many New players that weren't Even really that like much Bam, On our radar Bam, yeah. That's top, like their top 50 At this point mm-hmm. which, is, which is really really cool Another question I wanted to ask y'all About trade And stuff how good does a player have to be for you to bring them on when your team is doing good? Because I see a lot of teams or a lot of people be like, oh, they shouldn't make that trade because they're just doing good and mm-hmm. they roll and why break up the chemistry. But it's like, how good does a player have to be where you like, we don't even care. That's He's that good. Question. We need to get him. Mm-hmm. But before y'all answer it, we got to take our very first break. I don't know if the talent matters as much as much as the personality. Mm-hmm. Like if we're getting a guy like – a Jared Dudley personality. Obviously, Jared Dudley ain't that right. type of player yeah. anymore. But a guy that we know that's going to come in, be a team player, don't care about his minutes, don't care about this mm-hmm. or that, and just be a locker room guy. I don't care how good you are if you could continue to be a good teammate, if that makes sense. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Like When you think about like teams that would trade, like let's say Bradley Bill, mm-hmm. I think a contender would happily take on Bradley Bill. Because I don't think he's going to take away like anything from the team. He's going to be a point. locker room guy. It's a great point. He's going to be I mean, it's helpful. A, it's a great example. That's yeah. exactly that's exactly what I'm talking about. Or like, the, even D'Angelo Russell. If the Bucks, the Bucks are 42 and seven, they're clear cut number one. Mm-hmm. They're nine and one in their last ten. But if somehow, and I'm not saying this is going to happen or it has happened, we're just talking example and hypothetical. Mm-hmm. But for some way and some reason, all of a sudden they could get Bradley Beal. Mm-hmm. They would do it. Yeah, I would. I would do it in a heartbeat. You, you have to take that because I see a lot of people and a lot of fans of teams that don't want to do it because it's like we have such a good thing mm-hmm. we're going on. But it's like, how good does a player have mm-hmm. to be for you to just say, "Is this Trey Claus up? We have to get him." No, it doesn't come up to the off season. Okay, which he, is why I was just telling yeah. you right, 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 right. But I was over here trying to think of like mm-hmm. what's an example. 
that was like yeah he, he got to be an all star quality if we yeah, forget about the, the personality impact, wise the impact yeah. has to be significant yeah. yeah. Especially sure. if like my team, let's say for instance, my team struggles at closing, and I know this guy is elite at closing. But out no, games. that's yeah, the thing. I would bring him in when you have a team like the Bucks, who's you're blowing not really out to you. Have team. any flaws? Right. That's yeah. that's the point. Like you I might think, not have anything. In, in that case, at. it's like an icing on the cake type thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, the we're bringing on KD type. We're ensuring that we're really trying to get this done. Yeah. Okay. I was just curious because I see a lot of you know we follow fans and we mm-hmm. see a lot of different things and I see a lot of dialogue about teams that are in good situations whether mm-hmm. it's the Bucks, Raptors, or whatever and a lot of fans be like we shouldn't make no moves because we're just we need to just stay put mm-hmm. and then people be and then other people be like but dog even we talking about an all star level player what do you mean yep. you can get that type of talent go get them yeah I understand that I thought I seen something where. The Mavericks were looking to add more wing depth. Wing. To their yeah. Michael Kidd Gilchrist came up. Michael Kidd Gilchrist. Yeah, he did. Rondé Hollis Jefferson sounds yeah. much better. Those are the two names. Than Michael Kidd Gilchrist. Both can't face the floor shoot. Demar Carroll's up there too. Demar Carroll's a good part, better than those as far as yeah. the fit for the Mavericks. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's a, that's why Michael Kidd Gilchrist, the man. First of all, he's not, he he's not in rotation at all because mm-hmm. that, that's why you don't know he's in the league because he doesn't even play. He played 12 games so far this season. Um, he's a 30% three-point shooter on like a half of an attempt. He's he terrible. Right here, Houston is the only contender looking for some help at small forward, according to Brad Townsend of the Dallas Morning News. The Mavericks have reportedly shown interest in Toronto as Rondé Hollis-Jefferson and Charlotte's Michael K. Gilchrist. Dallas does already have Dorian Finney-Smith, but adding either of the uh, aforementioned players will provide a nice bit of depth and the ability to flex either to the power forward spot. Kid Gilchrist, who has seen this minute significantly decline over the past two years, could be had for relatively little considering he's only been in action for 12 games this year for the Hornets. Um, and this is an article by Bleacher Report uh, from Keegan Pope. And I'll just go over some other things. They talk about um, this is titled The Latest Buzz on Trade Rumors. And uh, Knicks Wolves pursuing D'Lo. Uh, we already talked about that much. But, yeah, at the same time, Knicks have also had interest in Russell um, despite not having much to offer in terms of any players on the roster, New York does own the first two first round picks in 2020 and 2021, as well as the Mavericks 2021 from the Porzingis deal. Um, Minnesota continues to discuss a potential tra- trade for D'Lo, who's a subject for the interest uh, in free agency. Nuggets interested in Drew Holiday. According to Zach Lowe, a number of teams have expressed interest in Pelican swingman Drew Holiday, with Denver and Miami being at the forefront of those discussions. The 29-year-old whose scoring has dropped a bit this season with the emergence of Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson. That's funny because Zion's played eight games. Has long been considered <laughs> one of the most underrated players in the league. The crux for Denver is that outside of potentially including Michael Porter Jr. in the deal, there are no significant pieces for the Nuggets can offer that would be a substantial upgrade over Holiday. Holiday has only Holiday has only two years and approximately $54 million left on the deal. He had signed with New Orleans in 2017. Unless Denver can get the Pelicans to take on Paul Millsap's expiring contract, it's hard to see how they would make the finances work in a deal anyway. Capella on the move. Um, Wolves dropped the bomb in the middle of the Super Bowl, talking about the Clint Capella being available. He later reported 25-year-old could be flipped for picks and other assets that they could use in another trade, particularly for a wing to play alongside Russell Westbrook and James Harden. Mm-hmm. Atlanta has been rumored as a potential destination, though the Hawks don't have pick. This is the most interesting shit about this. I cannot wrap my head around this part that I read earlier. Atlanta has been rumored as a potential destination. Though the Hawks don't have picks who would likely add up enough for the Houston to pull the trigger, 
However, they do have an emerging young wing player in DeAndre Hunter who could pique Daryl Morey's interest. Why? Why would why, why, would the uh, why is we and Contreras had this conversation yesterday early in the morning in the in the Xbox party? Like, why are the Hawks so thirsty and ready to make a move for any big as if they're in the playoff hunt? <laughs> We're talking about the fourth overall pick from this draft, and he's been good too. He hasn't even. It's not like he's been terrible. He's been good, and he he's young, bro. It don't make sense. It doesn't make sense. They literally don't have to make. Yeah, any I see no I, reason I for them to trade Hunter. And it's I feel like that would be like an untouchable piece. Ah, man, this is crazy. <laughs> this is crazy. I, I didn't get that. And that, that's a robbery for the Rockets. And yeah. then also they, they had like John Collins' name. And I think, yeah. that, I think that the general manager of the Hawks came out and said like those are, those are fake rumors. He's untouchable. But like the idea that somebody – like what I think about – the way I think about it is – some people highly undervalue other players' pieces. You know what I'm saying? Like I saw, I saw an article by Kevin O'Connor. Connor, I, I, we met the guy at All Star Weekend last. Yeah, year. He's a cool we ass dude. Iterated thing in here. My mouth get dry. <laughs> he's, a, he's a cool ass dude, right? Yeah. But he had a trade package where the Bulls will trade Laurie Marketing and Th- Laurie Marketing and Thaddeus Young, and it was like Chris Dunn for Marcus Smart. Why? Exactly. Like, A, I think that's showing his Boston bias because he's a Boston fan. And then, B, he's undervaluing the Laurie Marketing as a piece. Not saying that Laurie Marketing should be this untouchable guy, but you think about him being 22 years old, playing under a terrible coach, and, and him not getting plays, that tells me that he's not really watching these games. He's looking at Laurie Marketing and looking, oh, he's only putting up this many points, so he can't be having a good season or can't be a good player. It's like when people are undervaluing other people's picks. Like John Collins, mm-hmm. I think, is almost a perfect power forward for a guy like Trey Young because he can also space the floor. Like he's one of the yeah. best corner three-point shooters last season. I don't know if he's still doing that this year, but he can do that. He's a great roller for a guy like Trey Young. It's just very, very weird to me. And I understand that John Collins is not a good enough defender to run at the center position, but you got to think about what is he in year three? Mm-hmm. It it just doesn't doesn't make sense to me at yeah, all. And it's like these moves that they make, what are you gonna do? Yeah. Like Clint Capella undoubtedly will make their team better. But by how, but how yeah, much? Yeah, better? by how much? Mm-hmm. Five more wins? You're still twenty that's what you have seventeen wins now? If that you have fourteen wins now. I think Clint Capella makes more sense than the Drummond one that was rumored because Clint Capella A is already locked up for a contract. Not if they it's gonna be for him. the price of DeAndre Hunter. Right. Yeah. Because you right. get another pick and you can potentially get James Wiseman, who will be mm-hmm. another Clint Capella, maybe even a little bit better. And he's gonna be younger, more cheaper. It just doesn't make sense. Daryl Morey just trying to finesse right now. Yeah, and he messed around and might end up doing it. Who knows? It just it just takes one thirsty team to be like, yeah, we need Clint. We need Clint. And you can get the pieces that you need for your team as well. Now it's time to get into what we like to call drama. What's yeah. beef? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we got Iggy versus the Grizz next gen. And so this all started with the reports of Iggy – you know, potentially not being traded to one of his suitable destinations that he wants. And we all know it's been L.A., one of the L.A. teams or something like that. We recently heard Miami has been in the mix. I don't know if Miami is a place he told them he wanted to go to, but whatever. Um, so after they won last night, the uh, Grizzlies, who won a really good game against uh, the Pistons, mm-hmm. um, Dylan Brooks uh, had an interview, post-game interview like usual, and he said, um, the first time I've seen him, him being Andre Iguodala, was on TV talking about us. It doesn't matter. Andre Iguodala is a great player. I feel like he is doing the right thing for his career. We don't really care. It's not a distraction at all. Distraction at all. I laugh at the type of stuff. 
a guy that's on our team that doesn't want to be on our team. I can't wait until we find a way to trade him so we can pl- play him and show him what really what Memphis is really about. Then you had Ja Morant on Twitter. He quoted the reporter that who talk, tweeted it with the shouting emoji, which is like a I agree, I'm backing you up type thing. Mm-hmm. We also saw what well, I also saw and put out like the, the tweet. Yeah, they like the tweet. And, of course, uh, everybody going to try to take the shit and then act like they were the first one that saw that. I saw y'all doing that. Relax. That's the second time that this happened. But, yeah, he liked the tweet that said, uh, John Moran, Dylan Brooks be like, and it's a gift for somebody saying we want to smoke. And then it was Key Glock, the rapper from Memphis, that said, fuck Andre Iguodala. Yeah. He liked. So, and then we woke up today. Well, I woke up today um, and then seen Steph Curry. Put, well, no, he put this up last night. Steph Curry put up a, a picture of Iguodala on his Instagram story holding the championship trophy with mm-hmm. the three. Um, and then John Morant replied this morning with a picture of KD holding the MVP doing this. Right. And then <laughs> then also he's he's not going on a little rant on Twitter, as I see, because um, people are telling him to delete his tweet because obviously he's just people saying you can't say stuff if you're a fan of somebody because he's got a bunch of tweets where he's talking about Steph Curry. So, like. People are stupid. (laughs) And then he's like, I've been a fan of Steph Curry. Why would I delete my tweets? Because just because I don't agree with something that he said that y'all are y'all idiots. Um, But I also was talking to a guy on Twitter and I very rarely get into basketball talk on Twitter as far as debating and stuff like that. But it had to do with the Iggy situation. And then because people were, listen, I don't know Iggy as a person. I ain't read his book or nothing. As a player, he's been pretty good. Probably end up a Hall of Famer somewhere down the line. But... When he was traded to the Grizzlies, he told them that he was not going to report to training camp, right? And the Grizzlies like, okay, cool, right? So people are saying that the fact that um, the Grizzlies told him not to show up, when in reality it was like when, when your girlfriend break up with you, but you tell the homies that y'all decided together that it was best that y'all break apart. Like Iggy was like, I will not show up, and then the Grizzlies were like, fine. And at this point, no, don't come back. People were like, he should come back. Dude, he can't. No, yeah, you can't I think do he that. Saying the like, oh, he wanted to be on a contender team and a playoff team. Little did he know, now he is. He should come back. Like, yeah. no, no. Just because he's there, they're being successful doesn't mean you want, especially an outsider who didn't want to be there from the start. Let his ass sit at the crib. Yeah, but that's like if we had a fifth member who we was right, trying and to now get they want to join in, and now we were HOH and Bleach Report. And now they like, hey, y'all still got that extra mic? <laughs> <laughs> no, what are you talking about, motherfucker? No, not at all. And I, I and I, I love this from the grid. I don't understand how people don't yeah. like this. Yeah, yeah you got a this guy who was traded there. Era. He they did fight. He he got traded there. He didn't think they was gonna be on shit at all. He thought they was gonna be a bottom feeder like the rest of us did. Surprisingly, they're not. And they're taking offense to it, and they want they don't want him to be a part of it because yeah. yes, what Mike said, motherfucker, no, we don't want you to be here when you had an opportunity to be here from the start. You could have been a mentor because it's highly disrespectful. It's one thing to be there and not want to be there, but he's not even there. Mm-hmm. Dylan Brooks said the first time he ever seen him was, was talking. On, was and that's, on TV. that's wild, bro. That's on, so wild on ESPN, and I saw that too. He was on ESPN casually, like he's not a part of a team. <laughs> like what the hell? They still kind of use shit. Yeah. And I saw Contreras also talking to a person. I don't know if that was the same person you was having dialogue back but he was like yo he he has an obligation when you're traded it, it that's the business you yes, don't dictate really, yeah. what you're trading that's you're why you get contract. paid the big bucks you may have to move your family just randomly twice in the just same year no fucking... it's it's part of the game it's and part so, of the game yeah and, and you people i see people on twitter also talking about he's making the right decision for his career no i have no problem with nobody making the right decision in their career mm-hmm. but i also want people to oblige by what the business is and andre iguodala is a veteran who's been through this and knows this and he can be a, a person that should have been on that bench even if yeah we see players get traded all the time and they just probably be in dress clothes yeah. whoa steve mills just got fired from the knicks 
Steve <laughs> just got fired. Let's go. Live news on the pod. Let's go. Um, Rose put it that they're parting ways. Sorry and then Sham that, said that he got fired. Yeah. So it's the same situation. <laughs> Sorry if that cloud was a little loud, but I'm happy this is what happened. And hopefully this is because he wanted to do some idiotic shit. <laughs> Maybe he came in there. And this is like, a, let's trade RJ for uh, Damari Carroll. This I like may Demar. be on the... Uh, this may be on... We might be close to the the, the Przingis anniversary, mm-hmm. which is which is very. It was exciting. a few weeks. Ago. It was like a week ago. It was like so. a week ago. Um, yes. Now Scott Perry is taking over basketball operations in New York after Steve Mills got fired, and it was long overdue. Long mm-hmm. overdue. I'm happy now. This I'm could be our first step back in the right direction. Facts. Scott Perry is the guy that I want, and you know, it's the guy that I want to be at that the, the Rams and ahead of everything. So hopefully. He can do his job just by himself because I thought it was always weird to bring him along and try to have Steve Mills overlook him. No, mm-hmm. let him have the whole thing, and hopefully we have some moves that can be made immediately. Mm-hmm. Hopefully he had some ideas already per in the back of his mind, and they was all communicating, and Steve Mills was on some other shit, and they said, if we're just going to fight What if he, he take over basketball operations and he make like seven trades today? And then we make <laughs> seven <laughs> trades. And then after the all-star break, we go like 20 and four. And make, sounds, that would be so fun. I mean, that y'all would be crazy. Probably, y'all could just blow it up. Y'all got vets that yeah. have been playing well. Y'all on two-game win streak and everything, mm-hmm. you know? Um, okay. I want to end the show on some trivia, right? Mm-hmm. Because we did this in an Xbox party a few days ago, and it was super fun. And I have 11 NBA players here. I'm going to say their names. And this is between Derek and Mike, because yeah. I know me and Pete know colleges. And oh, you what? tell me <laughs> what college they went to. Yeah. Okay. Some of them were one point. Some of them were two points. Listen. What this really should be is just solely for him. What? <laughs> the reason because we did this in a party with him by himself. But he only knew the he only knew the big players. He oh, really didn't I'm know not, much. I'm not gonna you, know you, about you, like uh, the recent. Uh, let's see, because we did this with the, the schools, and you he couldn't really name Kentucky players. <laughs> facts. That is facts. But let's see. All right, we're gonna start off and with. Give me not, give, does it go first or some shit? Because they just be yelling shit. No, you you buzz in. You, okay. And then whoever can buzz in is. How do we buzz in? Just say buzz. Yes. <laughs> That works? Yeah. No. Okay. First guy. Don't look at my computer. <laughs> you see my man? He looked dead in the spot. Like, if he get this first one right, I, no. I, we may have to take a point away. Just said it quick. It's Mo Bamba. It. What college did Mo Bamba go to? This is a one-pointer. He was a lottery pick, a high lottery pick, just a couple years ago. So this should be relatively easy. Mm. I hate how Malone is taking y'all. It's like yep. bothering me. I could give y'all a hint. Yeah. I forgot. Um... A southern state. Georgetown. Incorrect. It's been a hub. Now, wait. Now that he's knocked himself out, take your time. It's been a hub for centers. A lot of young centers have come out of the school, and they kind of play the same. Southern. Oh, wait. I know what it is. You got five seconds. It's orange. Four. It's Texas. Three. Yes. Texas is the correct answer. Orange is right. I remember the color. I don't know how. (laughs) Test the test. Number two is like a three-pointer. Wesley Wandu. No. Duke. Incorrect. I'm not even going to guess. Wait. <laughs> I really didn't know. I just literally guessed. Yes, you did. Take yes, your did. time. Process of elimination. Duke, yes, you did. Bro. Yeah, Duke produces, I wouldn't, I wouldn't Duke produces guess. prospects. I know Duke, that for bro. a fact. Duke? You said you could at least wait it for the, for the hit. <laughs> Shit. Duke. You could at least wait it. I knew it wasn't Duke. All right, I'm going to give you the hint because he just jumped out. I'm, okay. This, this school also produced a top three pick. In the same draft? Nope. Oh. A decade before him. <laughs> no. Nah. Um, 
Arizona? Incorrect. I just guessed. It was Kansas State Uh-oh. with Michael Beasley. I wouldn't have guessed that. Okay. No. Okay. <laughs> Daniel House. One of y'all thought like Ooh. He went to school in Texas. I know that. Okay. That, that, that's Texas. That, I can't give you that. I can't give you the Texas A and M. Texas A and M. He took he took your thumb. He took your thumb. Texas. It's Texas. <laughs> he also went to Houston for a couple years, yeah. so I would have taken That's, that if yeah, you would have guessed. I had, uh, found that all that one. I had seen it. He's also well. Cousin. You didn't really find it out because you still didn't he, get it right. His cousin was Eddie House, so they were oh, talking about all that. Oh, okay. All that. I, I know that. Oh, oh, oh. Jim Dolan is targeting Mazai Ujiri. Um, even though he's under contract until 2021. But that's not new news. We've heard that a while ago. Eric Gordon. This is a one-pointer. It's funny seeing Like, look at this. These tweets. You just see the numbers move. Oh, the amount of likes is is live. He went to Indiana. Indiana's correct. Mike is on the board. Eric Gordon. Eric Gordon. Oh, yeah, yeah. Another one that's only one point. I'm not kidding. It don't really matter. Uh, Steven Adams. Steven Adams. He did go to college. I know he's a foreign-born player, but he did end up going to college for just one season. He was What's a one-and-done player. Think, I'm trying to think of a hint. I'm trying to think of a hint, too. I'm, other NBA players that went here. Huh. Um, we're talking about the East Coast, if that helps at all. I know you got to do the, mm-hmm. you know, you got to. I don't know if that helps. I know <laughs> there's a lot of colleges. It is a lot of colleges. <laughs> but I got rid of a lot of colleges, too, by saying East yeah. Coast. Um. No NBA players that went here. Where is Wiz Khalifa from? Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is the correct answer. Um, (laughs) This is probably going to be impossible for y'all. Mike Muscala. Okay, I think, I think we need to just start talking about all-star type players because y'all, y'all ain't got it <laughs> wait, today. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. I feel like Pierre it's on the tip of my tongue. I, I doubt it because I didn't even know this until I just saw it a few minutes ago. No, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I just... I'm giving 10 seconds. I don't know. I thought I had Seven it. Seven seconds. Five seconds. Three seconds. I would be pissed when I hear it. Bucknell. Oh, yeah. Hell no. yeah, I yeah. I've that never even heard of that like school. <laughs> Marvin Williams. He came out of high school. No, no he, uh, he was a one and done wait. player. I tweeted. He's literally on the cover of a game. He was on the cover of a game. Wow, I forgot about that. Yes, that is. He is. It's a powerhouse, DMS. Duke. Nope. Close. No That's close. Oh, you need to give Mike a chance. He said high school. Oh, that was his guess. Okay. <laughs> okay, we're going to go a, a little bit of a throwback here. Mm-hmm. Um,. Hold on. D'Angelo Russell. Meta World Peace. One at a time. Which, which one? Go D'Angelo Russell. No, go Meta World Peace. Nah, might know D'Lo. I don't know Meta World Peace. Mike should know. Lake of Legend, baby. Give me a hint. East Coast, like New York. I couldn't say. Moe Harkless went to the same school. I definitely don't know what more school Moe Harkless went to. <laughs> Moe Harkless, as a freshman, was very heralded. He was, he was, a, he was very, very NYCU. heralded. NYCU. Well, hell no, motherfucker. NYC. I don't know if they've ever produced the NBA player. <laughs> uh, St. Saint John's. Oh. D'Angelo Russell, though. He threw it out there. Evan Turner went to the same school. That's too much of a hint, I think. Oh. oh Ohio State. Ohio State is correct. Okay. Um, Pat Connaughton. We just found out he's going to be in a dunk contest. Shout out to Pat Connaughton. Uh, is he going to win a dunk contest? I don't know. This is, he went to a very white <laughs> We know. We know somebody that went what? there. Butler. Butler's oh, a that is a good ass guest good, though. That is no, a he he could have thrived there. Yes, we know somebody that went here. He may have been he. That's too much. We know somebody that went to this school. 
<laughs> yeah, y'all know somebody close. Now that I think about it, uh, he's a hands down South product. Oh, I'm so mad. A, a product I can't of Derek Miller. Wait. Uh, um, <laughs> he still don't know. He still don't know. <laughs> His initials double R, like a Rolls Royce. Michigan State. What? What? I don't know where Notre he went Dame. to school. Right uh, Notre Dame. I knew you all talking about. I didn't know where he went to school. Notre Dame. Uh, Dwight Powell. Get well soon, Dwight. I, I said this on Xbox, so Mike, Mike no. He don't know. Um, no, I probably wouldn't know. A very smart school. Pac-12. When he went, it was a Pac-10. A twin brothers went to the school as well. Oh, two sets of twin brothers. The Collins Stanford twins. Went to exactly. The who, who else? I'm thinking about. You know, Jason and Jerron Collins. They used to play for. The, oh, I didn't went know they too. went there. Okay. <laughs> and okay. then Brooke Lopez and I went too. So they just twinned up. Only a few more left. Courtney Lee, mid-major school. Not one of the. Ooh. Not one of the big schools. Ooh-wee. He was a fool. Same state as one of the big schools though. Bring back memories, man. He was a dog mm. there. I used to think. Courtney Lee was gonna be some some shit. Yeah, yeah, he averaged twenty points per game in college, five rebounds, two I got assists. No, idea. no, Western Kentucky. Western Kentucky. I don't even know what my hint would be for that. <laughs> um, Gary Harris. Some, some this school has produced a lot of NBA Kentucky. players. Incorrect. A lot of NBA players. They were. Uh, let me think. What's some hints I can get? Legendary coach. Yes, they're. They're in they're the in. best point guard in the world to ever to ever be a point guard. Went here, Michigan uh, State. Michigan State is correct, even though you don't get a point because mm-hmm. you uh, you jump. Right, that's what I'm saying. He don't know how to shut the fuck up. <laughs> 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 Wasn't against Michigan State. Yeah, how you know? Who was he talking about that went there? The greatest point guard of all time. Give a chance. The greatest point guard of all time that went there. Don't do this to me, dude. Isaiah Thomas. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> now he joking. Now he joking. Now you joking. The greatest point guard of all time. Magic Johnson. Thank you. Yes. yes. Just take, your time. take your time. Take your time. Uh, Doug McDermott. Uh, oh, Creighton. Creighton is yes. correct. Yeah. Chicago Bulls. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Another white boy could shoot three. Went to where? Who went there? Another white boy could shoot three. Played for the Bulls as well. No. Oh, okay. Got it. Another white boy that could shoot the three. Played play for the Bulls as well. Kyle Corbett. Right now. Yeah, Kyle Corbett. Oh, Kyle played. Okay. Um, that's Victor Debo. Indiana. The Matis Sabonis. Can't say no, Gonzaga. Okay, that's nope. It. That's I, can I, see that. hey, I can know, see that. I can see that. Kyle Villanova. Villanova. He remember that from the party. Demar Derozan. La Romeo and them. Damn, I forgot. La Romeo got to hoot because of Demar Derozan. No, close. Oh, it was close though. No, L- no, not USC. Yeah, that is correct. Nikola, uh, Vucevic. No, what he just said. It's USC. <laughs> <laughs> OJ Mayo. I don't know what, you're doing. <laughs> what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> just keep going down the line. Uh, yeah, that's always fun. I love that type of shit. I, hey, I'm finna pull out five for Contreo. Okay, says he think he he Say think less. he on that shit. I, I, I'm here for it. You ready? Uh huh. I'm gonna I'm start off easy. Then we are gonna work away. Okay? okay. DJ Augustine, Texas. That's a, that's correct. Um, Darius Baisley Jr. Mm. Ooh, I want to say Darius Baisley Jr. First of all, you get me with these the young players because I don't watch college ball and they just got put in 2K, so I ain't really studied. They y'all remember 2K had the thing where they had like a fun fact about them, like studied engineering in college. Mm. Okay, uh, my guess would be somewhere like Oregon. No, he remembered took that that membership to go with New Balance, so he didn't go to college. Oh, you motherfucker! But he was supposed to go to Syracuse. Okay, so <laughs> okay. Um, uh, 
I'm gonna keep it real. Keep it. Stay easy. Because okay. I thought that that one may have been too hard. Yeah. Patrick Beverly. Patrick Beverly went to Arkansas. I knew okay. that one. Uh, Landry Shamit. Landry Shamit. Oh, I remember Landry yeah, Shamit you too. Know this. You know this. I, okay, give me a sec. Give me a sec. I remember Landry Shamit. I remember the like him being drafted. Landry Shamit. Landry Shamit. Landry Shamit. Landry Shamit. Landry Shamit. Bro, give me a hint. Um, Fred and Fleet went there. Ron Baker also. Oh, oh. Wichita State. Yes. Okay. Um, Quinn Cook. <laughs> Quinn Cook. Duke. Yes, that is correct. I remember a clip of him meeting Kobe that just popped up on the timeline recently. Mm-hmm. It was like him, Anthony Davis, and then he had like a, a Duke hoodie on, I'm pretty sure. Alec Burks. Alec Burks went to like fucking like... Take your time, you'll get it. Cause Colorado. Yes, he did. Let's fu- <laughs> Come on, man. Y'all don't know these. Y'all not here. You ready? Yeah, one more. Um, oh, if you want to do one more. One, last one. Make it a good one. Make it a good okay. one. Because we only got a, a minute left. Talk, talk to them for a second. Wrap up the episode. Um, thank y'all so much for w- watching, listening to this episode of Through the White Podcast. We back here on Saturday, and then hopefully by then we'll have a little bit more information about the live show that we're doing uh, for the fans that are going to be at All Star Weekend. And once we have that information, y'all be the first people to know because we want to pack out the house, baby. We want every fan imaginable to come through, meet us, watch us perform. Per- perform. Uh, yeah, we performing right. That's yeah. considered a performance, and yeah. That's the fun that way. DeLon Wright. DeLon Wright went to school that wears red, correct? Yes. Here are my options. This is what I'm thinking in my head. UNLV? Mm-hmm. Don't look up shit, Mike. Don't look up shit, Washington Mike. State? I'm just thinking about teams <laughs> that, that wear red. UNLV? UNLV. I'm going to give you another answer okay, because UNLV is wrong. Damn it. There is another player. That went to the same school that the line right. It's a couple. One plays for the Spurs. Another was a big topic in the last episode because Mike didn't want to trade him. Oh, fucking Utah State. Utah. Oh Utah! Oh Utah State wears blue. Yes. Yes. The line right. Utah. Shout out the line right. I know that. I see him in the red jersey. Jalen Bronson. Of Nova. Yeah. Okay. Cool. We out, yo. Peace. Perfect. Perfect. Literally perfect.